All right, we are live. It's been a minute, but we're back for the hangout. Excited to have the broke capitalists in the middle and the coming conflict to my far left. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing? Doing Fantastic. great. Doing great. That's good, man. That's good. So it's been a, a couple of weeks, maybe a week or two since we last connected. Lots of things unfolded. And as always, the goal is just to bring up some relevant topics, filter through the noise, try to make sense of things, and of course, get the viewers' viewers' opinions and share our own and uh, try to somehow, some way, and with a smile on our face. And so uh, I guess the primary topic of the day, the week or whatever, is the fact that the nuclear threat, like it looks like uh, Putin or Russia, however you want to call it, they're trying to ramp things up. And so, you know, where do you guys, of course, no one should be surprised, but you know, what are you guys thinking? And, you know, how far will this go? Will it actually go to something being set off and lives being lost? Mike, if you want to start, I think I have a much different take. So I would like to go last. Fair enough. So my personal I mean, opinion. Yeah. Well, Dre, 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 you go ahead. It. You know, it is whatever. I okay. Um, I don't. Uh, actual nuke being deployed. Uh, that's anybody's guess, but lives being lost. I mean, there are already lives being lost, and I, I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon. So I can imagine. You know, uh, NATO backed Ukrainian force stepping over some bright red line, um, and a small nuke is deployed to take out like artillery or something like that, which will in turn escalate um, in 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 kind. So I think it may you with with NATO sending a small nuke over into Russia, but nothing major because I, I just don't believe in that total annihilation of the human race over Ukraine, right? So, um, but be, but if you look at it from a standpoint of the ultimate goal, not the intent that they're talking about, oh, we, we have to protect the Ukrainians, although we ain't say nothing when the Ukrainians were bombing the hell out of the Donbass region. Um, mm -hmm. The, the means to it, this is, in my opinion, a means to an end. You know, get us to a digital currency, a digital bank central, a central bank digital currency as soon as possible. There's two ways to do it. You spend money like they're doing in the United, like we're doing in the United States, uh, you know, with all these care packages and this omnibus bill, omnibus bill. They're still talking about reparations in California, which will lead to it being passed in New York, then all of a sudden Chicago, da, 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 da. so you, your money will be worked, they'll spend it out of existence. Uh, and wars, what, I mean, what better way to spend money than in, a, in a war that never end? So in my opinion, they don't want to blow up the world because at the end of the day, they still want to control the world. They just want to control it using a uh, central... Uh, uh, CBDC. CBDC yeah. <laughs> I, I think that uh, there will be something set off. And like, just if I, if I can real quick, let me uh, share. Let me get rid of this real quick here. So just uh, this particular article here, this is, of course, not the main video, but uh, with uh, Putin talking about, you know, just suspending their involvement in the treaty. And he mentioned that, as I mentioned before, we went on live, went live uh, about the U.S. needing to having some uh, some nuclears that expire or something like that, whatever that means, according to his intel. And so they're going to begin testing. So they're going to they, they they already admitted that they're going to be testing some things. Now, 
what's the range of these tests? What are they going to do with that? If it's going to do an ocean or God knows where. But I think at some point there will be a small false flag event. I don't think Putin is going to initiate something, but I do think one of our three-letter agencies that's behind a lot of the catastrophes we're seeing now will definitely set something off in Ukraine. They're going to use Ukraine as a sacrificial country like they already have. And then, they're going, of course, they're going to blame it on Putin. And then we'll go from there is a possible scenario. But, you know, I, I just, yeah, we'll see. But what do you think uh, the coming conflict? <laughs> oh, well, okay. So I have a little bit of a different take. And you guys remember the last time we were on here and we were talking about balloons, balloons, UFOs. It was all hype. That's all you heard about. It was the most imminent threat to global or uh, American sovereignty that you could ever imagine. But now, on a day when our former Vice President Biden goes on a midnight train to Ukraine from, I'm guessing, Poland, with the permission of Putin, gives a warmongering speech, goes back to Poland, gives another warmongering speech as he falls up the stairs again to Air Force One. And Putin gives his, his version of the State of the Union talking about suspending start. Okay, which is the, the the nuclear treaty or the nuclear like we're not going to let your people in to make sure that we're not doing things with nuclear weapons. We shouldn't be treaty. Um, and the fact that it's not plastered all over the TV, all over the Internet, be afraid nuclear war. That's what scares me. That's what scares me, because generally these the the the, the deep state, the conglomerate like the, the you know, the Borg mind of the permanent globalist empire that is america generally only hypes things up when they have complete control over the situation when they're not hyping up something as dangerous as nuclear war with a our militaries are not communicating between the united states and russia and the united states and china china and russia are getting closer and closer together okay and we just sent our president into an active war zone so the fact that the media isn't hyping this up is almost more worrying to me because it seems to me like i was saying to you guys before why is everybody no longer afraid of nuclear bombs like even if like andre was saying we're gonna we're gonna light off a tactical nuke somewhere in ukraine to you know as a false flag i i can i can get on that train but that's scary as hell because that assumes that we as america have the ability to control the reaction from the rest of the world i don't think we have that we don't have that clout anymore. Like we can't walk into the nightclub anymore and say, Hey, I'm taking this whole nightclub over. and My boys are coming in. I don't think we have that ability anymore. That's what scares me personally is that we're not talking about. I think it goes right in line with the whole Nord Stream situation, how the information came out after the fact that the U S has some, something to do with sabotaging that. And of course there has been no outright response by Putin, even though that mess was with their current, their country, their money, but yet he's been very calm and collective. And that's one of the things where I've been talking about over the last several years. It's obvious that he's playing, you know, chess when we're playing checkers. So clearly, you know, they they know what's really at stake here. And then, of course, our article coming out about China and uh, Russia, you know, even strengthening their ties, calling it a new frontier in their partnership. And then if China gets involved, Ukraine said we're going to be in World War Three. Like, OK, like, who is this guy? And then to another point, the fact that Biden popped up in Kiev in the middle of a hot zone how hot is it you know what i'm saying like that, you know, that's why I, I don't think ukraine is is in much is in bad shape as the western media will have us to believe because i've never seen a u.s president go into the heart of the war 
even right. living in the vicinity, even it's in the like same that's... country as a war. You know what I'm saying? So come on now. Yeah. It's like thought. that song, Midnight Train to Georgia, just rewrite Georgia into Ukraine. And then just, you know, somewhere in there, like, and Putin gave me his permission. And you got Biden's presidency all over again. It's just, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. So it's just interesting to see how, you know, this plays out. But it's just... All these events are, you know, we're only in the second month into into the third. So March is going to be a hell of a fireworks type of month just based upon a nuclear. And then, of course, we got the whole train situation in Ohio and, of course, everywhere else. But uh, let me see. I'll share it with you just real quick here. So more information coming out about people being concerned. Let me grab it if I can. We're afraid to shower. Fear and anxiety linger in Ohio town reeling with toxic train derailment. So once again. You know, Biden's over in the Ukraine and Europe doing a little little press tour and he hasn't been to Ohio or and that 500 million is going to Ukraine could be going right. to uh, could be going to Ohio as well as all the other places. But it's not. We know it's deliberate, but it's just like how much more can people take before more people wake up and realize that, you know, we've been been bamboozled 100 percent. Anyway, what do you guys think about this. I, I don't know if I said that this here on this show. I know I said it on mine. Um, I lived in Japan for a while uh, back late 90s, early 2000s. And I was sitting in the office and I was reading the paper there. It's called the Japan Times. I don't, I don't know if it's still uh, in, in print, whatever. Uh, but there was this law that on the national level that was being presented to the, to the public. And I read that in this poll, 85% of the people objected to whatever this bill was, right? Mm -hmm. It was, oh, 85% said no. Man, the thing passed with flying colors. (laughs) So that told me, man, these Japanese people are too busy to be active in politics, right? I mean, everybody they asked on the street was like, oh, no, no, no way, no way, you know, 85%. But then when it came for their representative to do what they were sent to do, they said, no, we're going to push this through. So I think America now is in the same boat. We, everybody's so busy working uh, because your money is worth absolutely nothing. You know, before you, you can have one salary, take care of an entire family. Now you need three salaries to take care of one person. So... Mm-hmm. You know, you got everybody busy, distracted, and all this stuff. So, yeah, I, I mean, just the fact that Biden can literally go to Ukraine when there's been an explosion in Trump country, if you want to say, this will be a great opportunity for him to come in and say, "Hey, I'm here with you guys. I know you voted for Trump twice, but I'm the president for America." He like, no, nah, I'm out. I'm going to get. You know, I'm going over here to Kiev because they paying me more money. I guess I, I don't no, know. His investment, like his, his money's at stake. You know, so the big guy's money's at stake. Don't forget that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the dumbest polit. That's a political softball, man. Just mm-hmm. show up in Ohio. Like, even if you don't show up, send Buttigieg to Ohio. Even if he don't show up, send somebody else. I mean, you don't show up until Trump. Goals himself, and now you scrambling because you look stupid. Like, oh, Trump was there. I think we better send somebody over there because we're gonna look bad. I mean, this is the dumbest thing you've ever. As a politician, uh-huh. Biden is doing some dumb stuff. 
but he can't be this stupid. I refuse to believe some someone who represents me is this dumb. See, this okay. This is and this is, I think, where the divergence happens. And you're absolutely right, Andre. He can't be this stupid. He's not. He, Biden might be, might be mentally handicapped, but he is not a stupid politician. He's been at this for a long time. He might be a potato, but he's a smart potato, right? He's a smart potato, Biden, right? Mm-hmm. And I think this is what has happened. And I'm going to keep this very um, uh, obscure for the reasons of YouTube, but. Let's imagine that we lived in a country where the entire ruling class had been captured and installed by illegitimate means. The people who then occupy those positions, let's pretend again in fantasy world, this is the presidency, this is the secretary of transportation, the vice presidency, secretary of state, attorney general. They know then they are not obligated to represent the will of the people because it wasn't the will of the people that put them in those positions. So what what do you care about a train? I mean, if you're one of these people, what do you care about a train that derails in Ohio? It doesn't matter. You're going to do the same thing again next time to get back into office. And the only reason you would go to that train in Ohio because Trump is coming is just just to make the press shut up a little bit. Okay, we're here. If 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 these people know that they're not there because of the will of the people, what? Why would they ever even feign to represent the will of the people? We're almost three years in now. They, they've got the ball. They've got the ball. Why do you got to give it back? They got the ball. They're changing the rules. They're doing whatever the heck they want. Doesn't matter how they got the ball. It's their game now. They're changing the rules. They're changing the game. You thought you were playing basketball. No, no, no. We're going to soccer. This is this is South yeah. Africa now or South America now. Yeah, yeah, like clearly they're reshaping they're reshaping politics in general because nobody trusts politicians at all. Like even the people who I guess apparently voted for them have even come out against them to where his approval ratings forty percent or whatever it is, if as if that matters. But and so he has no support technically speaking. But once well, again, he problem. is when the leader and commander. So what? when everybody you represent is dead, there's not a lot you have to do to keep your approval rating up. And I think that's where we're at. Just theoretically, I'm not saying anything about anybody in particular. This is a theoretical conversation. Um, so here, here's a, a comment from Ed. It says, Mike, you jumped off the war talk, a war talk way too quickly with Ohio deal, and I live in Ohio. So, yeah, no, there's no doubt. What's in Ohio, Ohio is of concern just because it's one of, like, what, I think a total of five. And I even have an article here. Yesterday, uh, there was a another derailing in Nebraska. So... These boys are popping up everywhere. And what happened? Like, is our train infrastructure that bad to where all of a sudden now, within the last two or three weeks, they're all coming apart at the seams? Or are they deliberately being sabotaged for more diversion tactics and destabilizing our country in general, polluting the water supply and all types of other stuff? So it's real. But, you know, and, and, you know, like was one of the things where other than having as much of okay so of course you're going to have so much water on deck so once again if the water's polluted then what like you got to find external sources and so it's there's no real answer to any of this madness other than of course just you know hope and pray that the lord comes through faithfully for you so what are you guys thinking i think it's, it could million. go ahead andre 500 million to the ukraine just imagine if someone said hey we got an infrastructure bill. We want to put an extra five hundred million in the railroad lines in Ohio alone, right? I mean, 
this it doesn't make any sense that we are over in Ukraine protecting those borders. I know we had a treaty that we would protect them if they got invaded. But come on, man. Like you got there's so many problems in America, like generational problems you see. Like if you got you go to any democratic city, I'm just near one, San Francisco, you got a two, three generations of people that are homeless. You see in teenagers mid-20s and senior citizens all homeless together and what are they going to become the next ceo or they are they going to become an engineer or a doctor or a nurse if you're a 20 year old homeless person what are the odds that you make something you become a productive citizen who's paying taxes and raising a family i'm not taking those odds you your life is you know you just become a burden on the state god bless them but you'll become a financial burden and instead of addressing the systematic fundamental issues that a lot of these democratic policies have created they're paying to patch up somebody else's house down the block instead of <laughs> patching up your own house that makes no sense so it has but to be you, on earth so so as you were describing that that is a deliberate act of our government in conjunction with all the external forces, the globalist war economic forum, you'll own nothing and be happy with it. There's already a small portion that you just described that as an owning thing, may not even have any hopes for a future. Right. Now it's that 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 the other the other portion, which is called aka the middle class, the working class, those who have right. pretty much made this country what it is. Now it's time to shrink that up a little bit, bit by bit, unemployment, jobs and pensions, retirement, as all that stuff comes away. Then when you got everybody on an even playing field. Except the one percent, you no, know, the Bezos, the the people who are helping yeah. set up the infrastructure to this techn- technocratic society they're creating, and then everybody else. So it's deliberate. It is a hundred percent intentional, and we know that. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a hundred percent intentional, and I agree with both you guys. Like, you're never going to get a CEO out of a, you know, a what do you call it, a hobo with a sack on his shoulder? That's never going to happen. There's not that upward mobility, and it's not because it doesn't exist. Um, but at the same time, this whole you, you'll you own nothing and be happy, it's almost like it's not the government designing it to be that way. It's the government allowing it to be that way because, the, like I was just saying before, our government is not representing the will of the people. They ha- do, in my opinion, this administration does not have the consent of the government because it, the way it was put into place for YouTube reasons, that's where I will leave it. The way this administration came to be. It has it has no skin in the game. So it's not so much that, in my opinion, that it's it's enforcing these World Economic Forum ideas as it is allowing big megalomaniac corporations to do what big corporations do. Just like way back in the robber baron days, way back in the railroad baron days, way back in the day. If you just let these corporations go nuts and you give give them a idol like Klaus Schwab or Brzezinski or Kissinger or these globalists that have seeded this idea of globalism. And then you let the corporations just run amok without any sort of, of backstop in America. That is the natural, that's the natural order. That's the natural way things are going to happen. They're going to own everything. We're going to rent it from them. And that that's it. And if you don't have a government, either state, local or uh, federal to protect your interest as the person, as the citizen, then there's nothing that's going to stop them and they're just going to roll right through and just take it all. 
Right. And, and on a lighter note, you know, as as Dre, as you were talking about describing the homeless situation, there is always hope, of course, that you know you don't have to be a victim. So God is able to definitely bring people out of very dire circumstances. And a good example of that, everybody remember this guy right here. Oh yeah. Mr. Dan Williams, the guy, the guy, the homeless guy yeah. on the side with the deep voice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here's a great example. And then in this mm -hmm. article here, it says Ted Williams, the ex-homeless man with a golden voice. He says he's running oh. for governor. Oh, yes. Oh. I yes. Oh, okay. I remember this guy. And so he has his own talk show now and he, he's doing his yeah, thing. So awesome. he went from the bottom to the yeah. to eight to 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 his version of the top. And right. uh, you know, so there is hope out there. So they did like Definitely a Netflix hope. documentary, right? I, I don't know, but that's the guy that came to Mac. I saw he has like yeah. a talk show. I was actually checking out his show, and he has some celebrities on there. I'm like, man, he's, he oh, wow. came came up came up from the bottom. So <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. I I love that. But I hate my hatred for what I see in San Francisco is more because you know I hate to see wasted potential mm -hmm. and that's all you see man it's like you know some a lot of these people yeah they got hooked on drugs because of painkillers and whatnot and some of this stuff's not their fault some of these people were born in bad situations and you know for them not to be homeless would be a miracle almost uh but i you know from what i'm seeing with these policies where the not the intent because i think a lot of us especially democratic voters so I'm throwing everybody in one basket. I'm generalizing and stereotyping everybody on the in the for Democratic <laughs> vote. They pay attention to the intent of the policies, and it's like, oh, that sounds great, you know, but they don't think of the effect. And a lot, and that's how they get these policies in with these great intentions. But you know what the saying is, you know. So I think yeah. it, it money doesn't solve every problem. But it can definitely make some problems worse uh, by throwing billions and billions of dollars into the homeless industry, which just create apparently just creates more homeless people because that's a problem you don't want to solve if that's your paycheck, right? Now watch this. To, to, to that extent, there every piece of legislation that comes forth is packaged with a nice, you know, beautiful name. You know, help the homeless recover act. And it's one billion dollars, but then all the pork and all the all the other stuff in there, you know, put five hundred million to the Ukraine, give uh, Biden and big guy ten percent of that, and so it's all the stuff that doesn't get talked about is what actually gets kicked in, and then all they do is just filter those funds to all their corporate buddies and, and the subsidies and entities they got, and you know, lining the pockets of contractors that they own a board of, and they got share interests in that company. So it's like a big. Funnily, it's money laundering. Literally, that's all it is, and it doesn't yeah. accomplish what they send it out, what they what they package it up as. This is how it always goes, man. In fact, if people I were don't a politician, a like especially a Democratic politician, and and you know, like I'm not saying I don't believe in these things. Like I truly, I want every American to do great. But the the smart way to go about it would be: how about this? Let's 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 create a bill that if you restart a factory in Detroit or you restart a factory in, in East Palestine, Ohio, we're, you don't have to pay taxes for 10 years. How about that? Let's start making jobs that make things again. And how about if you're an importer and you're importing from China and, and that job could be taken here, you have to pay double the taxes. It, it's yeah, you, sound like, you sound like Trump 
And that makes entirely too much sense <laughs> for <laughs> politicians to vote on. It is seriously, it's like you go to Washington, DC, when you're back home, one plus one equal equal two. When you get to DC, it's one plus one equals seven and a half. So or yeah, or or, 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 or whatever you want to say it is, as long as you just put something in my pocket, you know. So I'll make right. sure. And my constituent agree with that same number you give me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I, yeah. I I don't think it's hard. He, and, and I think Trump proved that. Like in the first two years of his administration, he did so much stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. this dude tweets half the day and has done more in his presidency than like five or six presidencies, combi- administrations combined. Like, wow. So, yeah, th- these people are not, rep- like you said, they're not representing the will of the people. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to throw us all the way off the track here, but when, when, whose will are they representing? And in my opinion, it's whoever can, controls your money. And I think we've been, you know, <laughs> sold a bill of goods a, for a long time ago. And, I, and I, I don't know if I asked this question here, but it's a thought experiment. You know, I, no one has to answer it, but maybe somebody in the comments will, talk about it can you actually have we're supposed to have free markets and we're supposed to be a capitalist system but can you actually have a capitalist system and free markets with fiat currency controlled by a private institution i don't think you can right it it, it might work for a hundred years you know, but we see the results of that you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it all funnel to the top yeah <laughs> to those who are closer I mean, to the spigot yeah i i think we've been living in a facade for that hundred years since 1913 we've been living off the corpse of you know what um, what um, america's heyday like after between the civil war and in 1913 basically when you know you had different banks with their own uh uh notes backed by uh gold and silver we had the biggest explosion in capitalism in human history and i think that was America and free markets with capitalism. And then after you got it, the uh, central bank, nah, it's just dead. Also, smaller government overall, less regulation, and we're more productive. And so those are the three steps to recovery of a true society. Less government, less regulation, get out of the way of free market capitalism, and then produce something. That is the key to accumulating wealth and taking this country back to where it should go. But then we know, from a global standpoint, that's not what they want to do because government wants to be your mother and your father and tell you what they think is best, and it has nothing to do with what benefits us. So, yeah, but that's why it's up to each every each individual to realize those principles and concepts and become your own central bank as far as handling your own financial and monetary affairs and, and, and decoupling from the dependency on a system as best as you can, whatever form of fashion the knowledge you have allows you to. But of course, continue to improve your knowledge base. You know what I'm saying? So you can definitely yep. make better choices. And of course, put the Lord in the hat and pray for the best. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And in order for us to get back to that, I think that's when you hear, and you probably bring up Mar- Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah, yeah, that's when yeah. You hear those rumblings of a national divorce or a civil war, because I think a lot of us would like to go back to that, but there's no way we could just, okay, let's go back to that. It's too many interests, mm-hmm. too much money involved. Yeah, uh, I think the it's... world is involved in that now. Like, you know, if we went back, if we got rid of 
the Fed and went to some type of, you know, solid monetary system. I mean, that would just the the world would probably tilt off its axis at this point. So I, I <laughs> you the only way you can get back to that is to like start over. And I think that's I hope that doesn't happen. But going forward, you can only see, you know, your your labor is worth less money because the more they're going to print money to and, yeah. and get to a point where they have to. Here's a solution. OK, if you don't want to pay fifteen hundred dollars for Apple, uh, you can adopt this CBDC. And I, yeah. I just see that coming. It's just we just have to survive that that climax. Right. Like, you know, we're on the left side of that bell curve. And at the top of it is all this blood, carnage, uh, layoffs, divorce, all, you know, suicide. Then they usher in this CBDC. And then mm-hmm. on the other side of that, we have way less freedom, but the carnage is over. And then a lot of people will be like, oh, I'm so glad it's over. You know, but us old heads, at by that time, we'll be older. And we'll yeah. be like, you don't even know what we just gave up to get to this point. And on top of that, we're going to be outnumbered. Like the older generation, you know, the 40s up, they're going to be, we're going to be outnumbered. And, you know, of course, say just 10 years from now online, you know, tell them what society will look like. But, you know, the baby boomer generation at, at that point will be, you know, we're all, it'll be, it's going to look a lot different. Therefore, the majority of the population might end up being the 20s, 30s, the teens, which is what they want to focus on. And those are the, the ones that are, you know, handing a phone using technology to the to the T, don't know nothing about the real world application of using their hands so much, then they're the ones right. that's going to be, they're going to go hand in hand with what they're told because they're the CBDC users already when it comes to just, you know, Venmo pay and, uh, pay yep. and everything that's already just tap, tap, tap. So they're already in a central already. or in a commercial, a commercial bank <laughs> controlled uh, digital ledger system now anyway. So solely, they don't, don't even want no promise of having cash in their pocket. You know what I'm saying? Like no. hand them cash, they'd be like, I want that just, just Venmo me, just cash happy. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yep. See, this and, is, and, and I'll let you talk here in the uh, uh, time. Um, the information that they're getting, because if you're if you're if you got a five year old, don't tell them to be a teacher, because that that job is going to be extinct oh, in about yeah. six months, two yeah. two years, right? So, but the information that these kids are getting is all left leaning. So anything about capitalism is going to be shown in a negative light. So it'll be easy for those kids and 20 year olds to be like, all right, whatever. We'll socialism is the greatest thing ever because they don't they don't know about Mao and, and you know, the Bolsheviks and uh, the Kamlin Rouge and all this stuff. They don't know about it. And if you ask that was telling telling you guys, I was having an argument with chat GPT. Uh, trying to get it to admit that Hitler, I hope we can say that, was a socialist, right? Uh I mean, it it did everything possible except for rewrite the name of the Democratic Socialist Party of Germany, which that's what Nazis stood for, right? No, you know, although it used the word, it doesn't mean socialist in the way we mean, mean it today. So I was like, so you mean he was a racist socialist? No, no, no. Like he, it just won't equate anything negative with socialism, but it will quickly, you know, lean toward the negative if you talk about capitalism, and that's a real problem. Go ahead. Yeah, the biases, the biases is ridiculous, and also like this is off topic. And then Tom, of course, oh, you got some thoughts. So I just pulled up this here. This caught my attention because you mentioned it earlier. 
uh, how ChatGPT breathed new life to the internet search wars. And so right now we got all the major internet providers looking to plug into a AI ChatGTP style server. And what's going to happen is everything that is historical and and what is factual will be swept and remodeled in similar form to the way you just said how literally they're going to say something like, you know, certain things didn't exist. Like there was no such thing as a revolution back in the day. Everybody complied. There was no such thing as slavery because, you know what I'm saying, like that type of stuff to where or they're, going to, they're going to promote the things that keep people suppressed and remove right. things that even promotes, even encourages truth, freedom, love, liberty, guns, and everything in between. So it's right. it's going to be scrubbed def- pretty soon. It's definitely See, subtle. It's definitely See, that, subtle. I mean, go ahead. That, go ahead. that headline in itself, it, to me, is propaganda. That's to say, mm-hmm. like, okay, hey, look, this is this hot new thing that these businesses are dealing with. You better get on board because mm-hmm. now it's 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 the new Ash G's versus Dogpile versus Yahoo versus Google. This is... You better get on board. You better get on board. That in and of itself, in and of itself, to me, is propagandistic mm-hmm. in in convincing the people that AI, this is this is the new thing. This is the new thing. This is the new thing. Maybe I'm gonna take this from a, like a capital T traditionalist point of view. I do not believe we should be feeding this monster that is AI. It has power insofar as we give it power it has knowledge and it has meaning and it has it has intent even in so much as we give it those things if you don't feed it it doesn't live the same way when you would you know you like the what are they called the captures like click on the sailboats click on the railroad cars click on the bicycles that freaking thing didn't know what a bicycle was it only knew what a bicycle was after enough thousands of people clicked on the bicycle so then it could go back and cross reference and say Okay, now I can kind of figure out what a bicycle is. Okay, the same way a stoplight works. Stoplights don't know when to turn on and turn off. They can just kind of model the best they can based on traffic. Don't feed the AI and the AI can't grow out of control because we're we're going to hit this point where it's escape velocity. Like Andre was talking about, like, oh, it's going to teach our kids. It's going to teach our kids. How about this? How about we do like the Amish? The Amish don't pay income tax because they choose not to. They disconnect it. I really, really think, and maybe I'm, call me a radical, call me an old, old, just old man. I don't know, like get off my lawn, I guess, but I would much rather turn this camera, these monitors, everything off, Mm -hmm. take a candle and read to my child from a book, then subject it to this, this global tyranny enslavement. Cause at the end of the day, I mean, all religious people know where this is going. This isn't going anywhere good. So I would just rather not participate personally. And I do understand that that's not for everybody. You can't, everybody just can't drop out. But just like in the 60s, in the 60s and the 70s, the counterculture, like drop out, tune out, you know, like that was the whole thing. Like take drugs, drop out and whatever. How about this? Be sober, be traditional, and just drop out of this AI rat race because I just don't understand how this can go anywhere good. It's either going to be weaponized against us, the citizenry, or weaponized against us, the citizenry, while simultaneously being weaponized against Russia and China. And then we're going to have this like oppression wars. And then we're just going to end up in the Hunger Games. And I hope to God that we have some hot girl that can shoot chickens with a bow and arrow so we can all survive. It's like, I, I don't know how else it ends up. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you, you're, you are right in that we should not feed this machine. Unfortunately, too late. <laughs> yeah, it's too late, man. I, 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 give you, I give you a great example. Uh-huh. Um, in 2000, 
2008, I went to this company called Rambus and they showed me this, uh, this film. And they said, you know, one day you'll be able to take this film connected to Bluetooth and you can just put it on your walls. So your entire wall can be like a computer screen or a TV. You just connect it to Bluetooth. The only thing that's going to be connected to a film is a small strip for the for the plug and like, you know, the computer, uh, whatever, rigmarole that makes it work. So and I was like, man, that's amazing. It was like, yeah, you do HD, you know, high definition, all that stuff. That was in 2008. The first mm-hmm. application I seen of that on the market was, I think, two years ago when you had that. I don't know if you've seen it, but you can have a HD 8K screen TV roll up now. It rolls mm-hmm. up out of a box. And you just put yeah. it up on against the wall, but not on the it's, wall. It's two way. Like I seen one thing where you can, it rolls yeah. up and you can see it from this side and the other side. Yeah. Yeah, so that that technology, it was in existence in 2008. So what we got is GPT-3. The thing I was arguing with is the third iteration of that uh, technology. And this is the first one the public gets. It's been out for a while. It's just been private actors have access to it. So now that it's been described to me as GPT, this one, three, is like the child you had at home where you were talking to him, it was just picking up his words, time you about to get into this, where they say, Dada, Mama, I don't really know what it's saying. And, you know, if it says, Dada, Dada, uh, went home backwards, something like that, and it's, you know, they're three years old or something, and they're using bad grammar, you're not like, that's bad grammar, the verb goes before the, you, you don't do that, right? You do that, you send them to school for the grammar lessons and how to spell and stuff. Well, now that, GPT is in school. We're the school that out on the internet, learning from us, arguing with me is learning. And the next iteration, like I said, it have up to a trillion parameters for each question. I mean, there will be nothing you won't be able to know. What happened to Mike? <laughs> I think <laughs> the AI got him. This AI. is the problem with AI. Yeah, Eventually, so you, it eats the right, host. man. I, I, I think there will be people who take your suggestion like the Amish that they'll just check out the technology and they'll be like look man no, no videos for you no internet for you sit down but, read a book learn real history but could I think you see, for the average person they just gonna get swept up into this could you see with Marjorie Taylor Greene's um, her national divorce thing which I did my I, part of my video was on this today I, I vehemently agree with disagree with that but could you to see could you see how that could be done, this national divorce along the lines of technology rather than red state or blue state? Because I think we're, we're we're really rapidly moving to a point of like partisanship is not so much the problem as technology. Could you personally see the idea of like splitting like traditional Stone Age versus new tech and just splitting the country that way? No, I, offhand, I would say no, because... The older you are, the less likely you are to adapt to new technology. And the younger you are, the quicker you are to adapt to it. So it's like, you know, being older, you're a foreigner into this land of technology. But if you're born into it, you're a native. So although me and you may be leery of chat GPT, these high school students are like, oh, man, I ain't got to do no homework now. I just tell it to write my own paper. Like they don't they don't see because they haven't lived life. The problems in that. So you, it, I think it'll be really hard to disconnect families in the same household in the same at the same you know family reunion 
who will say this half wants to use the technology, which their jobs, their livelihoods to be connected to, your banking, your every everything of, is already connected to it. It's just going to be more and more integrated. So you would have to really rip yourself away from that. It, it, it would be like me and you be saying today, you know, if you get all this, bye, y'all. We, we're going to become Amish. Hopefully they'll take me, you know, <laughs> you know. But I think that would be a similar thing like five years from now when this is really integrated in everything uh, for people to just say, you know what, I'm, I'm checking out of this. i'm worried about like this this i I think i was talking to you guys in chat like uh twitter like what comes first the aliens or the ai god and that's my like like long game brain like this is what i'm worried about is because people are already stupid they're they're really really dumb you can't just you can't ignore that fact now you enter into an ai that that gets more and more and more and more seemingly intelligent how long until you get a group of of pink-haired Kool-Aid Marxists that are worshiping this thing? And then now it's a recognized religion because of the First Amendment, and we run into this whole problem. That's my scary thought. Like AI God. Yeah, uh, I whew, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I but the national divorce, the national divorce, I don't see us being able to do what they ultimately like the the World Economic Forum, what their what their plan is for everyone to own nothing and be happy. There's a lot of steps before you get there, and there's, those steps are coming fast. And this AI is helping with that. Um, you know, you you can't have America as it's currently situated with me and you and everybody in the chat having the right to free speech and the right to bear arms. That that's is the-, the one thing that's holding. That's that's the big dam. That's holding all this back. And so in my opinion, all this stuff is made to, at some point in the future, split this country to a point where they can say, okay, the Constitution no longer exists, but we're coming up with something new. See, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Like, people in the Western world who who have socialized healthcare and socialized this – they don't realize it's only because they don't have to pay for their military budgets because the United States pays for it, more or less. That's the only reason that these countries like the UK, France, Germany even um, can afford the socialized health care and, and all these social programs in the same way that the, fir- uh, the Second Amendment here in the United States, maybe the, the United States military isn't on call by the German chan- or prime minister, but it's there. It's that we're allies in the same way that the the second amendment might not be extended to a german citizen but just that 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 wall that wall of of armed citizenry here in the united states holds back a lot of tyranny from the rest of the western world because you would have all of santa santa claus schwab schwab and his minions moving in and xi jinping and even trudeau trudeau i throw in with them because he's a freaking pansy he's a pansy socialist monster he should be put in a cage um but i I think our second amendment here in this country even though we have to suffer and battle for it here internally it does a lot of good for the rest of the world and i don't think the rest of the world truly understands just how important it is yeah and and this is how i know like you said this this ai can only lead in a negative direction on the face of it i agree with you but there is hope 
as Mike said, I don't know where Mike went to, but I don't know <laughs> there is hope. And and I had this analogy. I said we're going to get to a point in the future. I don't know, five years out, ten years out, where we'll be at a crossroads as a as a race of people. We go right, and that will lead you to uh, a Star Trek type of world where maybe you, your labor isn't. So, you know, AI has come to a point where it's just replaced all labor and you don't have and there's this ultimate resources. You're not worried about the scarcity of resources. And we become this planet traveling, you know, speed being like in Star Trek where money, there's no money because everything is abundant. Right. Yeah. Or scarcity. You go to the left, which we're heading down that road now, and you end up with Skynet and the Terminator. Right. And the reason I think we're going that way now is because AI is very powerful. I mean, it's it's one of the greatest chat GPT isn't even general artificial intelligence, it's just a chat box, right? But we're getting there. And the fact that no one ever talks about we want to ensure individual rights are protected with this new technology. I have never heard that from anybody. If I if someone said it, I must have missed it. But it's, uh, it's, it's always geared toward the common good, socialism. It just sounds like some Marxists came up with this with this new technology and they're trying to use it on the rest of us. So no, until they, I hear people say, you know, chat GBT, all these artificial intelligence are going to, we're going to have the code so that it protects individual sovereignty, national sovereignty, uh, individual rights, first, second, fifth, 15th amendment, whatever. But until I hear that, yeah, it's it's a, a bad thing coming at us. It's the new Wild West, like just like the old Internet used to be like the same reason they had to do Section 230 to clarify, like, OK, just because Google or Yahoo is being used to search for terrible, awful things, it's not their fault. You know, that right. was basically the essence of Section 230. But like right. you're saying, I don't hear anybody addressing this AI thing. And it, it's weird because in November of last year, it just popped up. It was, yeah. it was, you know, we've always had like basic stupid AI, like we were talking about right. before. But then all of a sudden it's like, okay, now we have this, this hyper advanced AI. We have all these companies competing in that space. And yeah, you're right. Like it, it has no regard for human life. And the people who are programming it have no regard for human or not even life, but uh human, you know, sovereignty, uh sovereignty. human, yeah, human, yeah, human rights, I guess I should say. But the people yeah. who are programming definitely don't